Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. We're a writing team from New Jersey with a passion for film. An aggressive, all-consuming passion. Well, whenever we see a news article we find, like, insane, uh, immediately it's... How can we make a movie out of this? Every episode we read a crazy article from different sources and tumble down our own rabbit hole. Discussing cast, crew, and plot. And then we hash out a pitch for a feature film. So, join us as we BS about movies and ask the important question... What do you got? What do you got? I'm just gonna turn my gain down slightly. Yeah, those gains, brah. I think that's better. Get them gains, yeah. No, 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 it's different. It's different. It's different (laughs) from what you're saying. (laughs) Get rid of them gains, yeah. (laughs) This is what we do. This is this is how we do the show. This is it. No, I should probably turn off my air conditioner as well. Are we recording? I am. Did you double check? <laughs> well, it's right it's, in front of me. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's not as fun when you don't have to leave the room to check the computer. Listen, if you want to spend an hour in a sweaty room with me recording something and have it go nowhere. It ain't nearly the first time. Um, <laughs> welcome, everybody. Uh, this is episode 35 we are halfway through this group of 10 episodes, which is a very weird thing to say because it's not a milestone. Yeah, what, um, <laughs> what, the, what, what the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> like, I, I got <laughs> fucking worried for a second, like halfway through, like the, whole, the run of the whole show. Oh, I like we're only doing you, 70? We're, we're done, dude. That's it. This <laughs> is, there's no more stories out there for us to pitch as films. Jesus Christ. Um, if this is your first episode, thank you for joining us. Glad you heard about us. Would love to hear how you heard about us. If this is not your first episode, welcome back. We're glad you stuck around for this long, and we hope you stick around for many, many more. Um, today's episode God is... God damn, that was pleasant. <laughs> today's episode is a doozy. It's a fun one. Um, I keep like... Sh- my my microphone does not stay steady on my table for some reason. I don't know why. Um Today's a fun one. Uh, it's probably going to be, I would think, another comedy pitch. We've done a couple of those in the row. I'd like to, I'd like to gear back towards some drama soon, you know, so we can oh. get some of them serious episodes running. But uh, oh, <laughs> oh, um, did you do a? Ooh, all right. You know what? Let's let's get to it, shall we? Oops. Um, <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by a website called I, I think it's sapeoplenews.com. I believe it's South Africa. Oh, yep. It says it right under it. Your worldwide South African community. Uh, SA People News, uh, SAPeople.com. Title of this article is Cape Town Cops Arrested for Kidnapping Innocent Stranger to Replace Escapee. Uh, this is a short article. I will probably just kind of like bum rush through this as I read it so that y'all can get the gist of what we're going to be discussing today. Y'all. <laughs> so two south african police officers from maitland in cape town uh by the way i will be mispronouncing their names not even gonna try um I, i've been looking forward to the second guy's name <laughs> uh hearing you try to say it well we will find out soon sir uh <laughs> they were arrested on kidnapping charges after they grabbed an innocent stranger off the street to replace a prisoner who had escaped under their guard the shocked innocent man found himself handcuffed and in a police car accused of housebreaking and theft having been switched for the criminal. 
Despite protesting his innocence, the Cape Town cops threw the man into the cells at Maitland Police Station. The homeless man's plea that he had done nothing wrong fell on deaf ears, and he spent the night behind bars until a detective arrived in the morning and and realized, when checking the case file and listening to the innocent man's story, that the officers had switched suspects after their man escaped. The incident took place on the 29th of May. Uh, This article is from uh, July 22nd of 2021, so, so this last May. Mm -hmm. And both SAPS police officers were arrested and charged with kidnap, defeating the ends of justice, which is an awesome term, uh, and fraud on Friday, July 18th. All the legal terms and crimes and stuff are so much better in countries with a, like, British legal tradition. Yeah, defeating the ends of justice. (laughs) Like, do you want to be a lawyer or do you want to be a fucking barrister? (laughs) Which, by the way, I was watching, I, I keep forgetting the name of it, the, the movie with Rachel Weisz and, um, uh, what is his name? Uh, anyway, uh, it was a movie that takes place in the 90s, the true story about the woman who is being sued by the uh, Holocaust denier for, like, basically defamation. Um, yes, I remember that story. They go into a little bit detail about, like, the way barristers and, and lawyers and stuff work in England and how there's technically a barrister and a solicitor are two totally different people. Yeah. One is there to like learn the story and do the research. And then one and another one presents the case to the judge, which seems so backwards to me. Why would you have someone have to, it's basically like adding a middleman to their legal system. Like, all right, I did all this research. Uh, now I'm going to explain to you what it is so that you can talk about it. <laughs> it's so it's- crazy. It's kind of the difference between a trial attorney and like a tax attorney. Yeah, like there are lawyers who are not meant to show up in trial, and that's yeah. why. Yeah, and it's so crazy because like in America, you're innocent until proven guilty, right? Like if I am arrested for murder, the goal of the prosecution is to prove that I committed that murder. They are there to prove that I did what they are saying I did. But in England, it's the opposite, where if I committed murder, sir, it's not on the prosecution to prove I did it. It's on the defense to prove I didn't do it. And it's so crazy weird. <laughs> um, but they go a lot of they go into a lot of detail about that with that Rachel Weiss movie. And I, I feel bad not remembering it. So I'm going to look it up real quick before we continue this. The Mummy um, Returns. The movie is called... Denial uh, with Rachel Weiss, and it also has Tom Wilkinson and Timothy Spall as David Irving, the Holocaust denier, and he's fantastic in it. Um, everyone's really good in it, um, but it's a really good movie. I, I recommend checking it out. It's it's a really cool look into the legal system of England. Um, it's funny because Rachel Weiss plays a hardcore New Yorker uh, <laughs> learning about the English legal system when she is obviously, in fact, English. Um <laughs> I digress. Let's get back to this one. Uh, magistrates heard that warrant officer Ricardo Snyman and Sergeant Sibiacello Benzo. Sibiacello Benzo. That's what I'm going to go with. Uh, were caught out as the arrested man looked nothing like the suspect. A source close to the case said the suspect had been arrested for breaking into a house and theft, but the officers realized he needed medical attention. They took him to the Somerset Hospital in Seapoint for treatment. Whilst there, a younger officer was left to guard the suspect, but the suspect managed to escape. The officers drove around the area in search of the suspect, but could not locate him. So, the two senior officers decided that as the police station knew they had a suspect, that they had to arrive with one. 
So they arrested a random guy, said the source. They thought they would be in big trouble for letting the right man escape. They didn't for a second think they would be in big trouble for just kidnapping innocent man. But, you know, to each their own. Police spokesman Captain F.C. Van Wick said the officers, after losing their suspect, allegedly found another man on the street who they detained in this place. They did not inform anyone of what had happened. It was only the next day when the suspect uh, was processed that the detective realized the person did not fit the description of the person who was originally arrested. The matter was referred to the anti-corruption unit, and after an investigation, the director of public prosecutions decided to prosecute, and the pair were arrested. The Western Cape Provincial uh, Government member of the Executive Council for Community Safety, Albert Fritz, said, The allegations in the case are quite disturbing. I cannot believe that any members of our South African police services would just arrest an innocent man because the actual suspect in the case managed to get away. What an unbearably naive statement. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's now, Granted, crazy. I'm from America, a place where the Chicago Police Department had fucking black sites that they would take people to and beat yeah. the shit out of them where no <laughs> one could see. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, it is a crazy story. I just love the idea that they were like, we're going to be in big trouble if we don't have a suspect, as opposed to we're going to be in big trouble if we kidnap an innocent man and pretend he's our suspect. Yep. <laughs> Um, so that is the, that is the whole tale. This, this just happened back in May through July. Um, they are waiting for the case to be adjourned, but it won't be adjourned until October 27th. The two are out on bail, uh, with a bail of 2000. I don't know currency in South Africa. It says R2000. I don't know if that's ruples or whatever. Ruples? Um, whatever they ruples, use. Ruples, Nick. <laughs> Uh, I stand by what I said. Um, they are out on bail and the case will be adjourned uh, by October 27th. We got a little while to wait to find out what actually happened to them. Um, but yeah, that is the story we're going with today. And uh, I let's just, see what happens. I just can't believe you thought that the South African government printed ruples. Of course they do. Yeah. It's That's, Rand. Yeah. Anyways. No, uh, All right. Well, is, Rob, why don't you tell me what they print then, huh? Uh, the Rand. Okay, well, what is that? <laughs> it's just what they call the currency. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that's an R. It, it doesn't look right to me. It makes no, it look like R2D2. It looks weird. <laughs> uh, so this is, yeah, this is a a pretty bare bones story, but it's it's got some interest to it. Nick, uh, what do you got? Okay, so I sat here and thought about this one for a little while. The first thing that came up to me was some type of doppelganger play. But the problem with that is that it's been done to hell. Whether it's a body switch movie or a, uh, you know, a, a twin type movie where someone finds their doppelganger and they switch places. You got uh, Coming to America, things like that. Um, but it's been done so much that I, I had to take a different turn. So the idea that I came up with, it takes place in uh, Southie in South Boston, where I got a group of people uh, with two guys who meet this girl who they start to kind of compete over. Uh, she's, you know, she's like really cool. They're like, oh my God, she's awesome. She's like hanging out with us. But she's, you know, a little bit of a criminal. She's doing some bad stuff, things like that. Robbing some places, thieving, pickpocketing, stuff like that. You know, the the, the usual stuff you do when you're a street rat. Um, I don't buy that. <laughs> riff raff. Um, anyway, so as they get to know this girl, she kind of plays them into the idea that they should fake a kidnapping. So they're going to fake a kidnapping of the girl. 
So she's going to get the two guys to fake her kidnapping so that they can get some money. The only problem with that is that they accidentally end up killing her and she dies. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) So it is no longer a kidnapping. It is now an accidental murder or manslaughter, if you prefer. And these two dudes have to figure out what the hell to do. The other problem with that is that the girl was a con artist and she was playing these two guys because she's working with another guy to try and get them to do things for them. Now that she's dead, this guy's going to be coming after them. That's kind of the premise of my film. Uh, my director of choice is Kay Cannon, who her only current credit. As Are director... you fucking shitting me? Why did you choose her? Yep. No way. I swear to God, I have her. I have her. Uh, IMGB page open on my laptop right now. That's so good. Uh, her only directing credit right now is Blockers, which Rob and I both very much love, so it makes sense that we would both choose her. Uh, um, yeah, she's an incredible writer and producer. As well. Yeah. Cut her teeth on 30 Rock and uh, yeah. the Pitch Perfect series. Yep, yeah. And uh, my cast of choice, my two main guys, uh, everyone will be in a hardcore Boston accent, whether they can do it or not. Oh, uh, my no. two main guys is incredibly British Will Poulter, um, teamed up with Joe Keery from uh, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. My my female criminal will be played by incredibly British Sophie Turner. And the guy that she's actually working with that's trying to con the two men with is Ty Sheridan. Um, uh. The title of my movie, since it takes place in Boston, is called Trouble in the Hub, because the hub is a nickname for the city of Boston. Um, that is what I came up with. It is basically, I, I envision my Will Poulter and Joe, Joe Keery characters sort of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, uh, a la the Cornetto trilogy. Um, they just don't know what they're doing at all. And at every turn, they keep messing things up, uh, like murdering Sophie Turner when they did not mean to. Um, <laughs> that is the premise of my film. Rob, I would love to know, what do you got? Okay. Well, my director is Kay Cannon. <laughs> uh, that's so weird. That's really cool. Has that happened to us before? I feel like it might have happened once. I, I imagine with like a name that it's far more likely that we both would have chosen. Right. Although I think it's never happened with director. I think it's only happened with actors where yeah, we maybe. both cast somebody. Yeah. I'll have to go back through the, uh, through the archive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, so my movie is called the fair play turnabout. Okay. Um, it takes place in New Zealand. Okay. And essentially, uh, well, I'll start with the cast just so I can build from there. Okay. Uh, my cast are Reese Darby and Sam Neill as uh, two New Zealand police detectives. Who's Reese Darby again? I can't picture him. Um, did you watch Flight of the Concords? No. Oh, what else would you know? Is it the gentleman Reese. from The Replacements, the kicker? Or is that Reese something else? I don't know. I don't think he was in the uh, the replacements. I would I would remember a man with a very thick New Zealand accent. Oh, he's the guy from Yes Man, who's like the really adorable boss of Jim Carrey. He is. Yeah, he's okay. also in the, uh, the what we the do in the shadows obs- movie. Yeah, he's the one that's obsessed with Harry Potter. <laughs> yes, yes, he's delightful. Um, <laughs> and you said uh, Sam Neill. Yeah. Awesome. Because uh, I want a crusty old cop, and I love Sam Neill, so <laughs> he doesn't get to be New Zealand a lot. Um, if ever? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was in a Taika movie. Oh, he was? Yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, okay. It's a good one. Um, speaking of which, uh, Taika does have a cameo in this. 
uh, because he is a New Zealand criminal mastermind that <laughs> they are supposed to arrest and bring across country, uh, that which they have to do uh, by car and rail and not plane because the country is in lockdown. Okay. Uh, due to a un- unnamed disease. Uh, <laughs> they don't get Taika. Um, and in kind of an inverse of that, I wanted to cast um, uh, Jason Momoa as a visiting uh, a person of, of Maori descent from America. who's come <laughs> back to learn about his heritage and has uh, been wrongly shoved into the back of a car by these two because he's a very <laughs> large man. Uh, and they were there to arrest a master criminal. Um, and my kind of influence for what I wanted to do with it is two movies. One, uh, Midnight Run uh, with Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin, which was one of my favorite movies. Mm. Uh, and uh, one that not a lot of people have seen. Uh, it's called The Hit with Terrence Stamp and John Hurt and Tim Roth. That's two mm. hitmen transporting a guy to be killed to Paris. Um, and I, I like kind of the travel elements of those and not being able to use mass transit. Uh, to get places and yeah. kind of the hijinks you can get into with people who don't really want to be brought where they are going. <laughs> um, and it being in New Zealand kind of adds uh, a much more fun aspect of it for me. Uh, South African law and cr- uh, crime enforcement are not as much fun historically, <laughs> shall we say. So I didn't want to do South Africa. And I thought New Zealand would be fun. Uh, yeah, for sure. Just the idea of bu- bu- buddy cops in New Zealand is weird and fun to me. <laughs> I like it. And that um, is the Fair Play Turnabout. That's the name of your movie? Mm-hmm. Fair Play Turnabout. All right. So so real real quick, just, just run through that premise for me again. You, Sam Neill and um, Reese Darby are both cops? Okay, and their goal is to try and arrest a major criminal mastermind. Yes, in a 30-second cameo by Taika Waititi. <laughs> and and Jason Momoa just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time? Yep. And, and they he looks up, like Jason Momoa. And they, and they end up arresting him, or...? Yes, and, they, and this isn't them trying to pull a scheme. At least at first, they do legitimately think that this is the guy. Because he's so much more badass-looking than Taika. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. And, and he's just like this very sort of like milk toast guy who I think probably manages a Costco in Los Angeles. <laughs> and Taika is just a straight up murderer. Is even though Taika's only like a small cameo, mm-hmm. is his character like is he supposed to be like super badass? Yes. Okay, so he's supposed to be like the real deal. Mm-hmm. And Jason Momoa is just kind of like this dorky American yeah. tourist. <laughs> He's de- he's definitely wearing like a floral pattern Hawaiian shirt and <laughs> probably jorts. <laughs> now I just want to see Jason Momoa and John Cena in something together. <laughs> we got to get Aquaman against Peacemaker at some point. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's see. Where can we go with it? It's funny because I was very torn between putting my movie in Boston or London because I was like, I feel like if I do London, it's too close to any Guy Ritchie movie circa before 2010. Um, so I, I steered away from that, but I like New Zealand a lot. I think New Zealand's a good go-to. Um, it, it's, it works the best for kind of the travel premise that I have just because major, major cities in extremely developed countries, it's hard to, to do a, we got to get from point A to point B and not do it the way everyone else does kind of story, especially with London. 
yeah. which is just surrounded by highway. Yeah. Um, I have an idea that we can bring in John Cena. Okay. <laughs> I would like to do it where Jason Momoa and John Cena are tourist buddies. Okay. And John Cena is going along for uh, moral support because Momoa is nervous that he's not going to be, you know, welcomed in. Look, you know, you said he's like going to see his heritage and stuff, right? Yeah, he's doing like a like discovering Polynesian heritage kind of tour. He's probably in a group. Yeah, uh, I want him to bring John Cena with him for moral support because he's his best bud. Maybe the roommates and he needs him there for that reason. So that way you get Sam Neill and Reese Darby being like, oh, God, he's got a bodyguard, a bodyguard with him at all times. And it's like <laughs> it's just John Cena. Um so um, now they're yeah. being pursued across the country by John Cena trying to rescue his friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, from a long, a long legal process that it's going to take. And they're like to... childhood friends. Like they, they mm. don't, they never met doing anything crazy. They were like, they grew up across the street. They just happened to be two of the biggest well-built men in the world. Mm. Um. Okay, how can we bring a little... Well, we know who our director is. Um, <laughs> how can we bring a little bit of my movie into this? Because mm-hmm. um, we don't want to just... You don't want to just kill Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might. Uh, we'll we'll <laughs> I mean, see where it goes. That could be a really fun like halfway mark for the film mm-hmm. where they accidentally kill him. I, I, maybe... I like your I like your thing about there being a woman who's like sort of using two guys. Yeah. So I'm wondering maybe if she was using uh, uh, Momo and Cena to smuggle drugs into the country in their luggage, and now she's pursuing them across the country as well. Oh, I like that. And then we also have to have it where John Cena doesn't uh, doesn't realize that Jason Momoa has been killed halfway through the movie. So he's still just following these cops trying to find his buddy. 100%. <laughs> so, okay. So we have, I'm writing this down before we forget. So we have um, Sam Neill and Reese Darby as the two, but I, I, are they, I guess they're policemen, right? In New Zealand. Yeah. They're, they're called cops. Reese Darby as two cops who are chasing down Taika Waititi. Um, but, they accidentally quote unquote kidnap Jason Momoa because they believe that he's actually the person yep. um, that they're looking for. And Jason Momoa is there with his buddy, John Cena, who both of them were being sort of tricked by Sophie Turner into smuggling drugs into the country for her. So now we have Sam Neill and Reese Darby transporting Jason Momoa across country yes while being tracked by John Cena and Sophie Turner but not together nope <laughs> so Sophie Turner is just looking for her drugs yep John I Cena think if we want to really tie her in a little bit more she can be like she got engaged to one of them oh like she's been part- around for a little while yeah and like that that but that was part of this for like sure. they're less likely to check your luggage if you're like we've we've come to New Zealand to get married here because his family came from here. So I get and we've got that. all this stuff. I get that, but I kind of also like the idea that Sophie Turner and John Cena don't really they they kind of cross paths every once in a while in the movie. They're not tracking him together. 
Yes. I kind of like the idea. So I don't know if we can do, well, I guess we can, we could do it if she's married to Jason Momoa, but it, we would have to have a reason for her and John Cena to break up, split up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, she'd have to be engaged to Momoa in that, in that circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. It sort of feels a little bit like the Jason Bateman movie, uh, identity theft, where he's trying to transport, uh, Melissa McCarthy back to, where is he? St. Louis or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also one. being traced. Oh, it's pretty funny. They're also it's it's very like mid two thousand tens comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also being chased by like a drug cartel and someone else. So like their paths don't always cross, but when they do, it's kind of like a quick second where they pass each other. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea that John Cena and Sophie Turner are kind of crossing paths uh, by accident throughout the yeah. film to try and find them. <laughs> It's very midnight run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We have to find a way to kill Jason Momoa hmm. halfway through the movie or like maybe like 65%. Yeah, a little bit further feels right. Um, so I guess like he's definitely trying to get away throughout this. Uh, and and hindering their progress from getting from one side of New Zealand to the other, right? Uh, you know they're doing they get by car, then they have to just try and get on a train. Then there's no planes available; everything's grounded because of because of COVID lockdown. Yeah, quote unquote COVID lockdown. Quote unquote. Uh, I I think like he's tried to get away so many times, and they figure out like just over the halfway point of the movie, um, they figure out that it's not this criminal doing an American accent and trying to get away from them. Like they've actually fucked up pretty bad and they're trying to, I I, I think they're trying to like figure out what to do. And I think maybe they, they discuss doing what those South African cops did and just going with it. But ultimately they decide to be good cops and they don't, but Momoa is trying to get away and falls off a cliff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like into the sea. So they're at that point, they're kind of like, we should we should probably bring him back. But he doesn't hear this and he's like, I'm escaping, and then just falls nope. off of a freaking cliff. Definitely <laughs> a recurring thing is that none of our American characters can really understand what the New Zealanders are saying. Oh, yeah, for sure. For and sure. that's and that's part of why Momoa tries to escape this last time because he thinks they're going to kill him because <laughs> he literally can't understand. They're speaking English, but they're speaking mm-hmm. Kiwi slang and he can't yep. understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two ideas for the title. Yes, we can either call it taking the piss <laughs> or we could go a little bit more Kiwi slang. I just looked up. There's a term called munted M-U-N-T-E-D, which means when something is really broken or someone is highly intoxicated. <laughs> wow, that is a weird word. <laughs> that it is. feels it feels unclean. <laughs> and um, I like it, so we're doing it. <laughs> all right, Munted is the title of this film. <laughs> um and yeah, we got Kate Cannon as our our director. So, okay, so let's start from the beginning as mm-hmm. a movie should unless it's Memento and work our way forward. So, the movie should start with should it start with like Sam Neill and Reese Darby? Like it's, it kind of starts serious where you like, you think this is like a cop movie or something. And oh yeah. They're getting the to, assignment and everything. Yeah. And then we cut to, maybe there's like a shootout or something. And then we cut to Jason Momoa and John Cena playing just these dorky American tourists in the second scene. And you're like, Oh, this is a different movie than I think it's going to be. <laughs> they don't, they don't understand why when they get off the plane, 
<laughs> or off the cruise ship, I should say. Yeah. That they didn't get like lays. <laughs> like they're just very bad at being tourists, even though they're, one of them is of this nation heritage-wise. They're basically thinking it's gonna be like Hawaii. Yep. Like a honeymoon in Hawaii. And it's nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, can, it can get cold in New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand's a big place. <laughs> um, so we have them show up and they're just kind of like, do we have it that Reese Darby and Sam Neill are staking out the airport? Maybe they got a tip that Tyka's character, whatever the boss criminal's name is, was supposed to be there. I think I think they probably arrived by ship. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. A, a lot more. A lot more drugs are transported via sea than via air at this point. Right. Um. So I think, like you know, it, it's 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 like a whole dockyard. So like there are commercial ships and there yeah. are cargo ships coming in, and that's kind of a little bit of where the switcheroo is. There has to be a running gag where since they come on a cruise ship, uh, Jason Momoa and John Cena keep being worried they're gonna miss their return boat time. Because <laughs> a cruise ship will only it'll only dock for like three four days max. Yeah, so the whole time John Cena's like, John Cena's just like I gotta get him. We gotta get back on that ship. I don't know where to go. I'm gonna be <laughs> stranded here in this in this foreign land. Who knows when another ship is gonna come by? <laughs> like they're just the worst tourists. <laughs> Trying to think of like what's a New Zealand dish like someone offers him and he's like someone tried to offer me this. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know, probably something with sheep. Yeah, I would think so, right? Let's see, New Zealand foods. Ten foods to try in New Zealand. Fish and chips, but that's that's normal. Uh, Morihangi, which is a... Men would dig a deep hole, add hot stones, and then place raw food wrapped in flax leaves underground and cover the hole with leaves and mud. Then the woman would prepare the... Oh, freaking ads. Then the women would prepare the chicken, lamb, fish, kumara, which is sweet potatoes and vegetables. Interesting. They're just pulling leaves full of meat out of the ground. Oh my god, there's a dish called Cheerios, but it's a bright red cocktail sausage that looks terrifying. So he thinks he's being offered a bowl of Cheerios. Oh my god. And he just puts milk all over these little sausages. (laughs) He's like, I I don't want to be rude. And he starts eating it. It's be one of those regional brands. (laughs) It's so weird. It looks like kind of... Stuffed crab meat. <laughs> mm. um, they look good. I would eat it. <laughs> so we have them. And then so does Sophie Turner. Does she come with them or does she like get a call from John Cena saying something went wrong and she gets over there? I think she probably came with them. Okay. Does she are we bringing involved. in the idea of mine that she's like we already said that she's playing them and she married one of them or something. Are we bringing the idea of mind that she's working with someone else or is it just her? She could be working with Taika. Ooh, that's a good one. That's who the drugs are for. So the drugs are for Taika and maybe like once, once she finds out that Jason Momoa is being kidnapped, maybe she knows that they think it's Taika and she's like, well, that's the best of both worlds, but she still has to get those drugs back. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's her ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that Taika has to have one scene where it's like super kind of Bond villain esque, you know, 
where he's like got he's in like this giant office room maybe mm-hmm. she's talking to him or something and you know he does the whole chair turn around or something like that and you see it's taika but he's playing it up he's just eating the scenery playing yeah. as as straight man as he possibly can <laughs> we'll give him like a big eye scar yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Dr. Evil. <laughs> he's carrying a giant desert eagle or something like that <laughs> <laughs> He's it's always in his hand. He's got terrible trigger awareness. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally shoots things all the time. Yep. Um, and he just he just happened to be like at the same sort of uh uh, uh dinner like out outdoor dinner thing that the rest of the boy and that's probably where the the mix up happens with the cops. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe he he goes to the bathroom or something and Momoa goes to the bathroom at the same time. Mm-hmm. So the cops are following him in and like Taika just kind of walks past them and leaves as they go yep. in and bum rush Jason Momoa in the stall. Yeah. For whatever reason that night, they both happen to be wearing just bright blue Hawaiian yeah. shirts. <laughs> like maybe that's, that's like a signal for yeah. him that he's wearing this shirt and like that's, you know, the, it gets dropped off to him. <laughs> but it's like the same Tommy Bahama shirt that Jason Momoa was wearing. John Cena's sitting at the table for far too long, wondering where his friend is. He's like, he's been in the bathroom for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, excuse me, have you seen my buddy? <laughs> I thought he would have adapted to the cuisine a lot faster. <laughs> I mean, I had a bowl of Cheerios earlier and I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Weird that you guys put those with milk. It's kind of strange. <laughs> a lot of pepper. <laughs> and then like maybe he's at the table with uh with sophie turner mm-hmm. and she's like you know she's making signals and shit at like taika from across the restaurant mm-hmm. and then once she sees taika leave like where's the shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they bump into each other like over by the kitchen or something like that and she's like what are you talking about you were supposed to you were supposed to grab it from him in the in the bathroom and he's like there was no one else in the bathroom and then, like, that's where we kind of figure out, and they start chasing down. Mm. Um, but Taika's like, "You better find this stuff. I'm going home. Like, you gotta, yeah. you gotta fix your your mistake now." So Sophie Turner and John Cena are after Jason Momoa. He's yeah. after to get his friend back. She's after to get the drugs he has. Yep. Wherever she put it, maybe he has his bag with him or something. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they um, took they took the bag when they arrested him as evidence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is funny because then possibly we could do it where they would find the drugs and be like, oh, you are obviously him. And he's like, no, I don't know how those got there. That's dry shampoo from my fiance. (laughs) I tried it last night. It kept me up all night. (laughs) So invigorating. (laughs) Really refreshing, though. You want some? (laughs) I do. Jason Momoa is not helping his case at all. He's coked out of his head the entire time. Literally. (laughs) Coked out of his hair. I love the idea that he just flat out believed it was powdery shampoo. Yes. He thought she got it from Lush. Yeah. It's a dime bag. I'd I'd believe it. I don't know shit. Yeah, I, I don't know shit about cocaine. Someone handed it to me and was like, all right, this is powdered sugar for your pancakes. I'd be like, honestly, (laughs) I'm I'm more confident in being able to identify cocaine than I am dry shampoo. (laughs) Sorry, Bob. I don't know what's worse. (laughs) (laughs) Dry shampoo does sound like a scam, though. It doesn't sound like a real thing. (laughs) It's a thing. People like don't want to wash their hair all the time now. I don't (laughs) 
I don't. I haven't looked into it any further than that. <laughs> Look, if you use dry shampoo, that's fine. You do you, but I'm I'm not touching it. <laughs> and as we now know, Jason Momoa will not be touching it in our movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we get them uh, like halfway across the country. There's got to be you know some shit that goes down. Yeah, he's trying and, to escape. Yeah, he's trying to escape every which turn. But not only is he fucking it up, John Cena's fucking it up too. Like he's close behind them. He's following them close. And he just like every chance he gets to try and help his friend, he accidentally makes it harder for his friend to get away. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and then finally got the door open while the car is going. And then just John Cena comes roaring up next to it and it shuts the door. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm. There's got to be a fight scene at some point mm-hmm. between like I, I basically between everyone. It should be a giant like shootout hand uh, a hand to hand fight scene and stuff. Oh, yeah. Where I want Jason Momoa and John Cena to be absolutely terrible at anything combat related. Whether I think I think maybe Momoa will have died before the final showdown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. So John Cena, Sophie Turner, Sam Neill, and Reese Darby all in a shootout. John Cena still at this point thinks that Jason Momoa is alive. And he's like, give me back my friend. (laughs) And they're like, he fell off a cliff. (laughs) He belongs to the sea now. We don't have him anymore. (laughs) I I have uh, this image in my head. Like by the end, they've gotten to the outskirts of of, uh, whatever major location they've been trying to get to the whole movie. by The Shire. (laughs) <laughs> by boat, yes. <laughs> by boat, by train, by yeah. by car. Uh, Momoa's corpse is in the trunk with all the coke, <laughs> or in whatever with all the coke. I don't know if the cars even made it here. Yeah. Uh, and they stopped, and they're at this like, like one of those huge petroleum places with all the tanks. Okay. Um, and I like I really like to imagine that everybody shoots their gun once during this final standoff, and each one of them just hits immediately a large container of gasoline every single time four of them shoot one bullet each and each mm-hmm. bullet hits a gas tank it blows up the car and then they're yeah. both trying and to not say simultaneously the scene. either yeah yeah they're both trying to say the scene and now they're like oh your friend was in the trunk there <laughs> sorry your friend's name all <laughs> yep just like four four explosions just four beats <laughs> with like 30 seconds in between them <laughs> this is a very unlucky shooting and John Cena just has this one freak out moment where he's like, what the fuck is wrong with this country? <laughs> it's, it's a huge fire now. Four large <laughs> tanks just blazing. Yeah. <laughs> so the, 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 the body's destroyed. The drugs are destroyed. Mm-hmm. John Cena no longer has his friend. Or do we, do we um, fake out the audience? Do we let Momoa live in the end so John Cena can get his friend back and they can go home? Explosion, the car goes shooting into the air and slams back to earth, and all of the cocaine in the trunk falls onto Jason Momoa's face. And puts him back to life? And just... Ah! <laughs> yeah, maybe he was just kind of unconscious the whole time they thought he, he was, was dead. He was mostly dead. They tied him up back in the in mm. the trunk, and then just a, 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 a mushroom cloud of cocaine comes out of the trunk and mm-hmm. then you just see him burst out like a friggin like in a in, in a rager yeah and now he, now he looks like aquaman <laughs> but in like a purple hawaiian shirt yes. oh. 
Now Sophie Turner's super pissed because all the coke's been destroyed. Sophie's he's happy. Hair is on fire. He's happy to see his quote unquote wife, and he's like mm-hmm. running to her. <laughs> uh, we have to probably kill her. <laughs> I think. I think at this point her hair is on fire. <laughs> her hair is on fire, so she's just gonna die. I would think. Do we kill the cops? Is Jason Momoa and John Cena the only two one, that get out of this alive? One of the cops. One of, one the, of cops. the cops. Let's yeah. kill Sam Neill. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best part about doing this podcast that we could just be like, all right, let's kill Sam Neill and Sophie Turner today. <laughs> There's just a huge piece of steel rebar right through the middle of Sam Neill. It's like, yeah. It's oh, like, man. yes, something shot. Like maybe the, no, it could be like the door from the car, the passenger side yeah. door. He's flew bisected. off. Yeah, and just cut him in half. <laughs> and that's saying he was so close to retirement. <laughs> I no, thought it was his, his last week tomorrow. <laughs> I lost it all. <laughs> but do you think you're going to pull through? <laughs> what are they saying? <laughs> <laughs> I can't understand a word they're saying. I think, he's, I think it's some sort of prayer. <laughs> some, ah, sort of, some sort of ritual sacrifice. <laughs> ah, this is all fact and munted. <laughs> <laughs> ah, God, it's been munted all day. <laughs> oh, he's going to use munt magic. <laughs> it's going to take forever for me to get that door back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at that. The paint's chipped. Good thing the car's red. Our <laughs> 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 New Zealand accent's so fun to do. <laughs> And they notice that uh, the the cruise ship has been traveling along the coast of New Zealand, and yeah. it's, it's right over there. Yeah, and they're and they docking over home. there, too. Yeah. They're docking, like, a mile and a half away from where they are. Yep. <laughs> and then tomorrow they have an excursion book. They're going to swim with dolphins. <laughs> and because Sophie Turner is now bird to death, they have an extra spot, so they invite Reese Tarpey. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> Oh my god, and he goes with him. They go yep. swimming with the dolphins. The final shot of the yep. movie, the crane shot uh away from the ocean as we see Jason Momoa, John Cena, and Reese Darby swimming with dolphins credit overlay. Very, very <laughs> aggressive dolphins. They are being assaulted by the dolphins. <laughs> I like that idea for Aquaman. It's perfect. It's brilliant. And they and they have not like unraveled anything like they don't know that sophie was using them to smoke cocaine no not at all he's he's still like somewhat upset about his wife having died yeah the taika the question is completely unresolved for them but then there's gotta be there's gotta be one moment at the end where john cena or jason momoa one of them they're like sitting on like a surfboard out in the ocean or something just sitting there and one of them just goes you know I think she was in it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the other one's just like, what money? <laughs> money. <laughs> Reese Darby great. comes over with like two coconut drinks. They yeah. finally have their quote unquote Hawaiian vacation they were hoping for. <laughs> yeah. You guys ready to have some, uh, <laughs> what is that? some pina coladas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting caught in the rain. <laughs> I don't know why I'm brought back to the moment in Forgetting Sarah Marshall where Jason uh, Siegel and Paul Rudd are, are on the surfboards. And he's like, what time is it? And he's like, I don't know, man. I stopped wearing a watch when I moved out here. Like, oh, wow. that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, my phone's got a little clock on it. so <laughs> <laughs> It's not deep at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are these are reusable coconuts. <laughs> <Resourced>. <laughs> 
you know, you can eat the coconut meat inside of it. It, it tastes it. good. <laughs> I really asked for a luau's. <laughs> Don't eat the husk, though. I tried that once. Not great. Yeah. Not great. <laughs> this one came together pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, so our movie is called Munted, directed by Kay Cannon, starring Sam Neill, Reese Darby, a cameo of Taika Waititi, Jason Momoa, John Cena, and Sophie Turner. The whole poster for this movie is just going to have to be the word munted, colon, the definition. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think it's like Swedish porn. And I feel like the poster should actually be a lay, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. wrapped around a bag of cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That is the... Bunch of assholes. I might make this poster very quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. That yeah, that one came together yeah. pretty fast. I just love the idea of a Polynesian man who's so utterly disconnected from his cultural background that it's like when jabroni Americans go to Ireland and like, you know, their people came from Ireland like six generations ago. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's so good to be home. Shut <laughs> up. I know. I hate that shit so much. Yeah. Oh my god, I belong here. I you can't wait up... to order a Guinness. <laughs> you grew up in Jersey. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> The last member of your family who saw Ireland died during the Depression. <laughs> your heritage means nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, we're doing 23 in me. I'm not even sure you are. Look at that, 0.6%. Yeah. Oh, really kissing the Blarney Stone, aren't you? <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. Amer- American tourists are bad. That's the point of this film. True. They really are. <laughs> They suck. Um, awesome. I think I think that's uh, a movie. I think that's a movie. It is indeed a film. It it shall be it. It shall be. Uh, next Ooh. episode will be 36. It will be Rob's pitch. Uh, I believe we did mention that every 10 episodes, so come episode 40, we will have another special guest. Um, <laughs> we'll probably announce that episode 38, 39 or so. Probably 39, just so we can gear up for it and see what's going down. Nice. Um, I don't think I have anything else other than the usual like, subscribe, share, review. You where? Guys, you guys know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, WDYG Podcast, Gmail, WDYG Podcast at gmail.com. Send us articles you find. Pitch your own articles to us, whether in an audio clip or write it out. We would love to do a uh, reader's episode and showcase other people's pitches. I would love to do a mail episode. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Do you, Rob? Uh, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, do it. I want to go to live events and like have a good time on vacation. So yeah, yeah, vaccinations, vaccinations, fun. We, I mean, hopefully, knock on wood, we are going on vacation in November. Um, I'm just gonna start traveling around with like a blow dart with the vaccine, vaccine in it, just like a package of. You just have like, like a quiver. Yeah, because you could tell. You could so tell. <laughs> you're not vaccinated <laughs> that's <the> first dose <laughs> come back Kick in two weeks tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah get vaccinated take it seriously listen to scientists uh that's 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 what we're here for um we love we hope, you we, we love you we want you to stay safe uh watch movies they're fun yeah. enjoy them pitch go them to the write them if you can go i, to the I went to a movie theater for the first time in months to see the Suicide Squad, and it was the best damn thing. I am going to the movie theaters for the first time on Thursday since before COVID. 
Wow. I'm going to go see Candyman on release. So, Ooh, I'm excited for Candyman. Much excite. Very wow. Candyman, um, Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Folks, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this one. Again, share it out. Tell your friends. We'd love to hear some new. Uh, we'd love to see that we get some new viewers and listeners. Um, yeah. Well, uh, be sure to drink water. Uh, I've been Rob. I've been Nick. And that's what we got. What Do You Got is recorded live at the Cape Swoosh Studios in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Our theme song was written and performed by Trevor Campbell. Additional music is provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And our wonderful logo was designed by Gabby Weiss. You can find her on Twitter at, at Gabby Weiss. 